0: Сай бацхан уу зөгийн байна. Америкнийг цус уулсан Сиэтл хотоос та бүхэнтэйгээ мэдчилж байна. Би өөрийн подкастаараа та бүхнийг олон сонирхолтой хүмүүстэй уулзуулж, тэдний амьдралын төвхөр хамтдаа аялах болно. Өнөөдрийн миний зочин бол миний Sainatz Same Acres. Тэрээр Америкнийг цус уулсан Кензас хотод эхнэрээ амьдардаг. Хөдөөгөр 30 хрээгө боловч бидний хамгийн хүнд өвчин тооцдаг хорт من تو бахархалтайгаар ялсан юм تغر یستیم. تو نیک امدرسی خر خونص، خنره خال خر، اوتر بوده ندین درختر خو. اینگی این خیر نه خوچته خونل تند. نیک با تو Hello. Hi. Hi Sam. Hi Zokey. <laughs> How are, you? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well this morning. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing great. I just woke up, so this is uh, six in the morning in Seattle. <laughs> what time is it? There?
1: It's uh it's a little after eight o'clock. I've already I've already I've been up since like five thirty, so I, I feel you on the waking up early being difficult thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um you know my daughter usually wakes up around like eight or nine, okay. So I was thinking, oh okay, so I will have plenty of time before she wakes up. But she woke up <laughs> around like five thirty, man. She's in the other room, right? Oh
1: now. no. Oh no. Did she just not sleep well? Did she have any nightmares?
0: Um no, I think she actually had very good sleep. That's why she woke pretty early. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's so funny. That was yeah. my wife did not sleep well last night. I woke up in the yeah. middle of the night to her sleep talking. And telling oh, me okay. about how beautiful she thought my face was. Wow. It was weird. It was really weird.
0: <laughs> oh, this, um, this is great. It's okay. so good to hear your its oh,
1: its a is. long
0: time. Yeah. We haven't
1: got to talk for a couple years.
0: No, not really. We only texted like once, right? Yeah. And that's all pretty much. Yeah. But, yeah. The last time I seen you was in, when was that? Oh, it was in, uh, uh 20, University, right.
1: It was like the Christmas of like 2015, 2016, something
0: like that. Oh my goodness. When I was visiting.
1: Yeah. Know? Yeah. And you,
0: you drove me. Oh my gosh. We're going to talk about that.
1: Okay? Oh, can I tell that? Do you want me to tell that story real quick? Yeah. Okay. Of course. So if you remember, we were driving up to a, a little place in a state called Iowa. We were mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and we were yeah. we were playing some really great music and a cop turns on his lights behind us. Do you remember yeah, that? The
0: police, right? Yeah, yeah, the
1: policeman. And I just remember feeling absolutely awful. I I was so embarrassed. I was thinking, "Are you kidding me? Here we are. I'm 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 trying to show my friend a good time, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be so awkward." But do you remember? He he pulled us over. He talked to us, and then. He let us go and didn't didn't fine us, didn't give us any tickets. Oh, my gosh. I was so relieved. Yeah,
0: that was amazing. That was my first time encountering with American cops. <laughs> and then he was so nice. He asked us where we are going. I and mean, we were, I think, little little over the speed limit, right? Yeah, we yeah was. I
1: was going yeah, a I lot think we, over.
0: Um, we uh, crossed the border to another state, and we were not sure the speed limit. I mean, we thought it was you know, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I think we were literally all were just yep. and we oh, were yeah. listening to Justin Bieber remember? <laughs>
1: we were we yeah, were it
0: was we were talking about how good it was. right? oh
1: my gosh, that is so funny, uh, especially because i I never listened to Justin Bieber really before that, and i mm-hmm. I don't listen to him now very much, but i was I was on a big Justin Bieber kick. I was obsessed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I never liked Justin Bieber. I mean, he's good, but I never liked him. But that time you introduced me to him, and then that time I really loved it. (laughs) But after that, I was like, I'm done, fine. That was it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was our gig that time.
1: Oh my gosh, that's so funny.
0: Yeah, it was great. Well, well, we have, well, guys, we have so much to talk about. This podcast is going to be great. So, um, before we go further, Sam, let's um, introduce, your, uh, please introduce yourself to our, um, you know, listeners. Yeah,
1: of course. Well,
0: uh, they are mostly Mongolians. They are great. They're mostly girls, but they're also a bunch of guys. Yeah. And yeah. Please tell us about yourself. Of
1: course. Of course. So my name's Sam Akers, and I was born here in the U.S. in a city called Kansas City. And I grew up here for the first 11 years of my life. But then my family and I, we moved overseas, uh, and I spent the next seven years growing up in the Philippines in the capital city, Manila. Um, and that was a real difficult time for me at first. But then it was also a really sweet time just as I got to experience more of the world. Um, I think my perspective on life really grew, not just living in the US but also living in the Philippines and then I came back to the US I I went to school to be a music teacher but I realized that I didn't want to teach and so I graduated with a a vocal performance degree from my university a small university Mm -hmm. called uh, Northwest Missouri State University and now I, I work for an organization called the Navigators and I'm back living in Kansas City
0: Awesome. So, uh, how many years have you lived in Philippines?
1: Well, I lived there from when I was 11 years old to when I was 18. So, uh, for for me, that was, you know, 6th grade, 7th grade, 8th grade, and then all of high school.
0: Hmm. It's kind of like your teenage year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Those really Hmm. awkward puberty. Oh, man. (laughs) It was a painful time. You know, when you have pimples all over your face? Yes, those were the I years know. I lived in the yes, Philippines. I
0: had that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Okay. And um, tell us about your wife. I mean, yeah, such a beautiful uh, – she's amazing. I heard about her yeah. all the time. I mean, many great things.
1: Yeah, she is pretty awesome. She, She grew up in Kansas City as well, and – we didn't meet until we were at Northwest. I was a junior, and she was a freshman, mm-hmm. and we just had the same friend group. But really, uh, I wasn't interested in her until after I had graduated college, and she was getting ready to graduate. And I started to oh. notice, wow, mm-hmm. this, this girl is really something. She really loves her family. She loves other people. Um, for me, a big one as well is that she loved God. And, and so when I saw all that, I thought, Wow this might be an interesting girl for me to, for me to pursue. And so afterwards we started dating and just having a lot of fun getting to know one another. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and then I spent a summer in China, which was a lot of fun. And while I was in China, I realized, Oh man, I think I'm in love with this girl, with Anna. And, uh, and so after I came home a few months later, I proposed, uh, which was really fun. Um, Cause I got all of all of her friends and all of her family together, fifty people at this big party, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, and that was October of 2017, and then um, we got married in April on April 21st of 2018, so almost a year ago. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow, it's almost your wedding anniversary. Yeah, yeah.
1: We're very excited to celebrate one year, especially because. Uh, last year, uh, I was, I I was, I got sick. I was diagnosed with cancer right before we got married and we weren't Mm -hmm. sure how things were going to turn out. But the cool thing is, is, you know, I'm, I'm healed and we're looking back on a, just a really hard, but fun year and hopeful for the years to come. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Just for the first year, that's, um. I mean that's a lot of things happening right there mm-hmm. but um Sam I'm so glad you are all over I mean you're done with the cancer you know when I heard that when I, when, I mean I was looking through your facebook and I yeah. saw you being bold I was like I can't believe he's going bald. What is? Yeah, it? You know what I mean? I was yeah. thinking. I mean, he has a great hair. Why is he going bald? I mean, no way. What
1: is happening, right?
0: Yeah. What is happening? Is then I texted you, and I heard that news. I was like, but I was so glad you also told me you were almost done. So I was like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, thank you for sharing about your family and all of that and we will go back into that cancer story again because um i want to hear more about that If that's okay
1: yeah i'd love to tell you the story it's sort of a, a wild ride you know hmm. um, yeah. it's something i i don't know about you but i tend when something bad happens mm. i tend to either pretend like it's nothing or blow mm. it way out of proportion, you know, make it Mm, make mm -hmm. it look bigger than it really is. Mm. And so before I was diagnosed, I was kind of going back and forth. I felt I felt really bad. You know, it was um, November of 2017 through January, uh, sorry, through February and March of 2018. And I would I would feel absolutely terrible. And some days it felt like I couldn't hardly drag myself out of bed and i just mm-hmm. tell myself oh you're fine you're fine stop being lazy and then other times like my my legs started mm-hmm. swelling really bad and mm-hmm. um i would kind of panic and i would i would it, it, i would be really scared like are my legs going to have to be amputated you know cut off or all sorts of weird stuff but finally in march um my 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 wife's mom who's a nurse Said, mm-hmm. you know Samuel, your your lymph nodes are really swollen in your neck and under your jaw and all through your body. Um, you should get that checked out. And then I went to a dentist to get some work done on my teeth,
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: dentist said, "Wow, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get this checked out." And mm. and everyone around me just kept saying, "Hey, you need to go to the doctor. You need to go to the doctor." And so, at, at the end of March in 2018. I just went to a doctor and said, hey, doc, I haven't been feeling good. I think maybe I'm just fighting an infection. Can I get some antibiotics? You know, mm. maybe it's just a really bad case of the flu. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he looked at me and he started poking around on my body and he started mm-hmm. to get kind of concerned. And I thought, what the heck? And so he did something that most doctors in America don't do. He started to slow way down and said, hey. I'm going to, I'm going to go get you like a financial counselor. Um, and I'm not going to let you leave until you fill out paperwork. And I said, okay. And then he said, and I'm going to take, uh, about five or six samples of blood. Um, and he started to kind of do these procedures and, and I, and I thought, man, I don't know what is going on. Um, and then after he, after he sent me out of the office, about an hour later, he called me and said, hey, I need you to come back to the hospital immediately. We need to do a CAT scan, you know, where they stick you in a big old tube and just take, oh. pic- take pictures of, of okay. everything going on in your body. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I came back the next day and they did a CAT scan and, and my parents came up. And at the time, Anna, my fiance, she was mm. eight hours away um, and I'm in the hospital oh and uh mm-hmm. they do the scan and about and this is so the crazy thing about this is they called me an hour later and told me i needed to come in which normally it takes a couple days to get the results and so they
0: yeah they brought me true. in
1: and said hey um we're pretty sure you have cancer oh my god and we just cried oh we just cried because it you know he said you have a you have a mass the size of a large lime in your chest. Um, you're, you have cancer all through your upper abdomen and in your neck. And, and we need to start treatment soon. And uh, so, I, you know, we were kind of in panic mode. And I called my fiance and she drove home from eight hours away. And I told her and we just cried. Um, and then, you know, started the process of figuring out what do we do? So originally we were going to get married in June and we moved up our whole wedding 50 days. And mm-hmm. by the grace of God, everything, everything that my wife had dreamt about for our wedding day was able to happen. Like we got the rings in time, the dress in mm-hmm. time. We, our friends were able to call everyone we invited,
0: Mm.
1: And so that was, that was a huge blessing. And then about a few weeks after, after we got married, April 21st, I started treatment and, uh, and essentially what treatment looked like was every two weeks I would go in, um, Mm -hmm. and they would spend about five or six hours pumping me full of four different medicines designed to kill, um, just different cells in your body. And oh. uh, <laughs> and so every two weeks I go in on Tuesday and from Tuesday to Monday, I would just, I would stay in bed and just sleep almost the whole day for those five or six days. And then <clears throat> for the next five days or so, I was able to get up and walk around and, you know, do chores and try and work and things like that. And then the process would start over again. And that's what we did. For six months, and uh, oof, wow. it was a it was a, a difficult experience. Probably the hardest thing I've been through in my life yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's hard. <laughs> wow, I I I I never heard my um. I mean, he's.
1: Oh, did I lose
0: Yeah, this is actually making me quite emotional, but oh, <laughs> we will get through it. So, um, tell us about um, how you were feeling when you were getting married to Anna, knowing that you have a cancer. Yeah. What was well, it like?
1: Uh, you know, I had been so excited to, to marry her, and so I was. It was hard because I had this balance of emotions. Where I was absolutely overjoyed and thrilled to be marrying her, mm. um, but I was also uh, I was also anxious because at the time we still didn't know what kind of cancer I had, and my previous doctor had said I most likely had one of three types, and two of them would kill you mm. um, and fortunately, that doctor was just a bad doctor and he was wrong, but, <sighs> but I didn't know that. I didn't know. We didn't know that until a couple of days after we got married. And, uh, and so there was, there was some fear, but the cool thing was, and for me, I think this was just an answer to prayer. Um, the cool thing was Anna and I were so concerned that the, the news of cancer would ruin the day, you know, would, mm-hmm would cloud and um, and just darken the experience. And the cool thing was it didn't, you know, that her walking down the aisle was such a joyful, beautiful moment, you know, us Mm. getting to see our friends and our family um, just smiling as we, as we made promises to each other was uh, yeah, probably one of my favorite experiences and, and being surrounded by our friends who loved us and supported us was almost more than I can say. So the the, the wedding day itself was incredibly exciting and fun. Um, and I think for a moment kind of held those dark, depressing thoughts at bay, mm-hmm. you know. So the it wasn't really hard until you know june and july where you know my poor wife who she just she's just married married me and is learning what it looks like to be a wife and i'm trying to learn what it looks like to be a husband mm-hmm. and then in june and july my health took a turn for the worst and my poor wife who is feeling so alone is trying to figure out okay how do i take care of a really sick husband how do i you know she's a school teacher so how does she get ready for school to start? You know, um, mm-hmm. and you know, it, 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 if you can imagine, it's easy to enjoy someone and have fun with someone when they're up and about, you know, and they're moving around and smiling and cracking jokes and laughing. Yes. But it's really hard to love on someone when they're in pain and sorrow and and they. You know, their hair starts falling out, you know, and I just I didn't look like I looked when we got married. And, and so that was hard, I think, for for both of us. But I think the hardest and I think I think to me, this was a moment where maybe some things in my life really became clear. Um, there was a, a week where I was hospitalized and then I couldn't I couldn't stand up. I couldn't get out of bed and I was in really intense pain. Mm-hmm. And for me um I realized in that week that all the things I loved about myself or about my life that none of them really mattered, you know, like I I couldn't I couldn't play any music. You know, I love playing guitar and I I couldn't even touch okay. a guitar. I Oh yes. yeah, you know, I couldn't I couldn't do things for my wife. I couldn't I couldn't hardly talk to people. Mm-hmm. Um and I think for me in that moment, I realized that all I had was my faith and that mm-hmm. that really was relieving and also very frightening is very frightening for me. Um, and so I've still been trying to process that experience and what it meant and what it means today. But the the cool thing was um, after that experience, my health started getting better slowly until we found out a few months later that I was cancer free. Um, which was a huge blessing. It just made me say praise the Lord. And, uh, and so today, you know, I'm starting to get back to normal life. My, my hair is back, you know. My mm-hmm. wife and I, you know, we, I've been working out the last four months just trying to get my body back into normal shape. And, you know, it, we're, we're getting back to normal. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's great. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm just having a big smile right here.
1: <laughs> yeah, me, me too. I'll tell you what.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, you know, when um the couple, when they get married, uh, they have this honeymoon time. They go through yeah. this uh, cool stuff, enjoying each other, just being new to each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, you guys went through maybe, maybe the opposite. So (laughs) started with the hard part. (laughs) And then we'll enjoy the rest. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think the cool thing Uh, is, is we are we're enjoying we're enjoying today, you know.
0: I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing about that Yeah, of course.
1: Um, Thanks for asking.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's probably, it is helping me too, just realizing life is just, um, you never know what your life is going to be like, you know what I mean? In in the next day or two, it can change dramatically. Yep. Well. All we have to do is just have fate. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> it's true.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, as an American, so we are Mongolian. So yeah, we know what we are like to be a Mongolian, or what we do everyday life in Ulaanbaatar. Okay, mm-hmm. but tell us about um, what is your day look like? I mean, for example, like your normal day now um, as a cancer-free person.
1: Yeah, so as a
0: husband. What does it look like? What do you do first thing in the morning until you go to bed at night?
1: You know, yeah. So the, the first thing I do is when my wife wakes me up at 5.30, I typically groan and complain, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest, because I am not a morning person, but mm. I'm learning to be. So we, we wake up around 5.30, and uh, we go to the gym, and I sweat a lot uh, just mm-hmm. as I'm trying to get back into shape. Uh, and after we get done working out, I come home and my wife, my wife is an introvert and I'm very extroverted, but in the morning she needs some alone time. And so mm-hmm. I, I kind of let her have some time to herself and I go make breakfast for her and get her lunch ready for the day and start the car. Mm-hmm. So it warms up. And then around about seven thirty she gives me a hug and a kiss and goes to work and right mm-hmm. now just my my employer um is letting me work from home a large part of that is i was supposed to be uh working at a college campus about 5 mm-hmm. hours away from where i am right now but unfortunately because mm-hmm. of my health i couldn't so right now i do a lot of i do a lot of work from home so typically cool. after she leaves you know I, I read i read my bible for a little bit and then I I get online and I start (laughs) answering emails and uh, I spend most of my time before lunch um, working with people Mm -hmm. across the U S who are Mm -hmm. running different programs that my boss and I have developed. And so I I coach them online and, um, and then after lunch, I I essentially do more of the same right now. I'm, I'm working as a fundraiser. So today Mm -hmm. You know, I've got I've got meetings with three or four different people over lunch and dinner and after dinner. Uh, And then uh, at night, typically what my wife and I will do is we'll come home, we'll make dinner. um, We'll just share about the day. Anna really loves she loves asking every night. Okay, Sam, what was your high from today? What was your low from today?
0: Oh, wow. Every night,
1: every night. That's what we do every night. And uh, and then we typically we typically like to snuggle. And uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe read a little. Sometimes we watch a little uh, TV through Netflix or something like that. And then we go to bed around 9 o'clock and start over the next day. That's what almost every day looks like. <laughs>
0: wow. Very interesting. And uh, I can hear you do reading almost like throughout the day in the morning. Yeah. And in the evening and all of that.
1: Hmm. Oh, yeah. I So right now I try – I try to follow my dad's model. My dad's really good about this. He reads three books at a time. One he he reads is his Bible. Uh, Mm -hmm. The second is a book on leadership. And Mm -hmm. uh, the third is something just for fun. So I'm trying to do the same thing. Right now, I I, I try to read my Bible every morning. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm also working on a book on leadership. Um, Specifically a book called Multiply by a guy named Francis Chan. And then... Right now, uh, I'm reading through sort of a fun book called "The Way of the Dragon and the Way of the Lamb," which sounds kind of interesting. But I, I'm, I'm only about fifty pages in, and uh, it's it's sort of like a fantasy novel, but oh, it's I not see. a very good fantasy novel. And so, I think I'm going to switch. But so, that, why
0: did you choose that book?
1: I don't know. I thought I thought it had an interesting title. You know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about you? What do you like to read, Zogi?
0: Um, lately I've been uh, reading about. Um, well, I've been reading all these Mongolian books. I don't know. Um, uh, so the fir- right now, I'm reading this book called Morning Wonder. Uh huh. Um, I just started it. Me and my husband. I mean, I'm a. Um, I don't like waking up early in the morning yeah. it just makes me tired and makes me feel awful i just feel like why you know yeah, I mean? I yeah. Have this feeling like it's just like i have this uneasy like weird feeling inside me every time <laughs> when i try to wake up early in the morning yeah i hate many things i mean hate is such a big word but that's the feeling inside yeah but, um but this book um kind of teaches you um, have to wake up early in the morning and what you do before 8 o'clock in the morning can change your life basically. Oh wow. I think it's an international bestseller and then I'm sure I can get English version but I went for Mongolian version. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm reading that uh, with my husband.
1: That sounds and like an awesome I'm reading book. reading this
0: another book um, called Queen the Summer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Mongolian queen um I like reading those kind of books it yeah. helps, makes me feel like oh I'm a Mongolian yeah queen. yeah you know what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah and then I read many other books so I have um different books in my kitchen in my bathroom <laughs> mm-hmm. so where, mm-hmm. wherever I go I grab them and I start reading
1: <laughs> well you know what they say Zogi readers become leaders so you're doing good
0: Thank you, thank you. Oh, my daughter is actually crying in the other oh. room. But it's it's fine. Um <coughs> Daddy's over there, so they will take care of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um as we talk about books, um what book do you recommend to your friends most often? Um, yeah. I mean, what book do you reread regularly or what book do you recommend to our, you know, uh listeners right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, there's sort of, it depends on what genre. So there's, if, if you like sort of adventurous stories with, you know, dragons and lots of fun critters, there's a really big series. It's 14 books long. It's 11,000 pages. And I love it. I've read it a couple times. It's called the wheel of time. And mm. um, it's a, it's a huge masterpiece written by this author, named Robert Jordan. And I think what Mm -hmm. I love about it is it weaves together um, so many different wild and beautiful stories into Mm -hmm. one massive narrative that it's just Mm -hmm. addicting to me. It's just addicting. Um, But it also is uh, difficult because it's so long. Um, Another book I've been recommending to my friends a lot. I know like right now in the world, and it seems like this is always a big question is how do you handle pain and suffering? You know, how do you, Mm. how do you walk through hard times? And, uh, and so a book I've been recommending to a lot of people because it it really helped me and a man recommended it to me is a book called walking with God through pain and suffering by an author named Tim Keller. And it, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's a challenging book because it really challenges the way that I think about, um, dealing with my pain and dealing with hard times, but that's been really beneficial for me. Mm, mm, so I see. those are the ones I've been recommending. And those are the ones I've been going back and rereading regularly.
0: Hmm. I will, I will look into that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah so, um, let's see. Oh yeah. Uh, my friend, Sam, um, visited mongolia before right yeah summer of 2015 yes. in 2015 right mm-hmm. oh yeah um that's when we meet yeah um, and then um since then we've been friends yeah <laughs> so yeah tell us about mongolia i mean your experience there and yeah just what did you see what did you feel
1: yeah you
0: know all of that
1: oh yeah I think when my first so I had grown up you know in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and I had been to China a few times, and so I think my my impression of those countries was okay people are are very talkative, you know they mm-hmm. they want to become your friends super fast, maybe they don't maybe they're not a very faithful friend, but they want to become your friend quickly and uh when I was in Mongolia what struck me was it seemed like the opposite It seemed like uh, a lot of the Mongolian people I was meeting were a little more reserved and a little more cautious. Mm. Um, Mm. but like, as I started making friends with, with some of of the Mongolian people I was around, like Tsomo or other people, I, uh, I started realizing, Holy cow. When when a Mongolian becomes your friend, they're a friend for life, you know? Mm. Um, and, and so that that struck me as very different. I think as well. What I thought was interesting was, and I think this is a good thing and a bad thing. I think Mongolian people are very tough, very strong people. You know, and I think. So,
0: you mean in a physically or? I think emotionally. I think
1: more just like, um, like th- there's a word that that we use to mean like um, patient or long suffering. And it's, I use the word resilient, which oh. means, you know, unbreakable, unbending. Yes. And I think, you know, that's one thing I noticed about Mongolian people, you know, especially like in Ulaanbaatar, you know, you live in a hard climate most of the year. Um, you know, you're in between two hard countries, Russia and China. Mm. Um, you know, I, I know I watched a lot of Mongolian people, just do backbreaking work, you know, to provide for their families and loved ones. And, and I think, I think that is a a beautiful quality, right? The ability to, to press forward, even in the face of just really hard circumstances. Hmm. So I think, and I think that's a huge strength. Um, You know, I think what's funny is right now, the current generation in America, I think I would say is very much the opposite. You know, a lot of, a lot of people uh, are very lazy and very weak and quit very quickly, um, and so I think seeing that for me was uh, sort of a wake-up call and even just called me to be um, more resilient and more uh, more faithful to the tasks I'm given. I think as well, just like that can be a strength, I think that can also be a weakness in terms of um, you know if you're not willing if you're not able to admit that you need help or that you're weak or that you can't do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Oh man, then you you're, you could be in, in serious trouble. Um, and so I think, I think the most beautiful things are like, for instance, in people I've met, like you Zogi, who, mm-hmm. you know, I would characterize you as incredibly strong and resilient and talented and driven, you know, but I think what's also unique is I think you also do a really good job of, Pursuing wisdom and mentorship, and you know, and just admitting when you need help. And I think, oh man, I think when you do both of those things, you're 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 almost unstoppable. And so that's one thing I've noticed. You know, I think I see that in 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 Mongolian people. And yeah, it was just a fun culture to get to experience.
0: Hmm. Wow. Uh, I mean, I I never thought about that. I'm not thinking about it. Yeah, you're right. I see that character, in, I mean, people of Mongolia. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, we always think like, "Oh, we can do this. We will get through it." You know what? Yeah. I mean? Life always been hard, so don't ask for help. Take care of it yourself. Yeah. I mean, asking help is weakness. Telling your truth is weakness. You know what I mean? Yep. What we thought in taught in school or by our parents. Yeah. So um I'm learning too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so um what do you miss about Mongolia? I mean like what was um what was your favorite food or favorite place and all of that?
1: Yeah. I I think I miss most school twenty three. Is it? That, because that's yeah. where we were at, right? We were at school twenty-three. Yes,
0: yes. How long was it, right?
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so fun. Um, it. Uh, I remember a funny story. So I, I had asked someone. Uh, I just after a couple of weeks of being there, I had I realized I had never used the restroom. Um, oh. at, at the school, and uh, and so I asked someone, "Hey, where's the men's restroom?" And they pointed me a direction. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, <laughs> I think my poor student didn't understand what I had asked, because she sent me to the women's restroom. Oh, <laughs> and so I, I got there. And I kind of walked in. And then I started to notice, oh, there's just girls in here. And they started, <laughs> and they started to, like, kind of turn around and laugh at me. And like, it was just getting really awkward. And so I'm I'm blushing. My face is bright red. And since I'm white, I was very red, very mm-hmm, red. Mm-hmm. And I go running out and soon all my students hear about it and they're all laughing about it. <laughs> and I remember you heard about it and you were laughing about it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Sammy. Oh, it was so funny.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, holy cow. I, um, one of my favorite foods, though, and, and correct me if I'm saying it wrong, was suvin.
0: Yeah, it's tubing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stir fried noodles. Yeah, I loved,
1: I loved it. I thought it was so delicious.
0: It is so delicious. I make that sometimes at home. Yeah. What? Well, yeah, visit me in Seattle.
1: Oh my gosh, that and would be fun. I'll
0: make you tubing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh. Okay. <laughs>
1: well, and I remember you made me some hosher, and it was the best hosher I've ever had.
0: Oh, thank you. You're so kind.
1: So let the record show. If you need good hosher, zogi. Is where you got to go.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, my husband loves my sure, And then my son loves it, too. I mean... <laughs>
1: um, that's good. I mean,
0: he uh, doesn't like Mongolian food at all. But when it comes to hosher, he's like, yeah. Oh, really? It's just really? like McDonald's. That's
1: what he says. <laughs> it's just like McDonald's. Oh, that's yeah. so funny. That's oh. so funny. Do you
0: remember any Mongolian words, Sam?
1: Um... Uh, I remember that, that means goodbye. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I forgot. That's I think that's the only word I can remember off the top of my head because it's been four years.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember seno?
1: No, I don't. What does that word mean? That's hello. Oh.
0: And la is thank you. Baila.
1: I can never do what I remember is mm-hmm. in um is in Mongolian you know the the there's the like the ich ich sound you know what i'm talking about yes. with, with an l I've never been able to say that sound right I remember trying all summer like I had a student named Uraj uh, and uh and I could never get that ich ich i can never get that sound right. Hmm.
0: yeah mongolian language can be really tough
1: yeah how do you say how do you how do you say that sound how do you make that sound
0: you mean like the ich? yeah i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i just make it
1: oh that's so funny well what's your from that from that summer what's one of the first things you remember about me and the other and the other people that were there with me
0: Oh, let me try to think. Oh. oh, yes. You guys were mostly from Midwest.
1: Yeah, very much from the Midwest. So,
0: you guys were really hard working. <laughs> you guys were doing the dishes. That was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, the guys were doing the dishes and girls were cooking. And I was like, that's very interesting for American kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kids in America, they don't do their dishes. They don't wash their clothes. They, I mean, basically, they don't do anything. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> as far as I'm experiencing now and then what <laughs> I've seen before. <laughs>
1: That's funny. But
0: you guys are cooking and doing the dishes. And I was like, wow, these kids from Midwest, they are amazing.
1: That's funny. <laughs> well, you know why? You know why we were doing that? Mm. So no. a, very wise, a very wise woman uh, named Jen warned us. She said, hey, the, the friends you're going to make in Mongolia, they're very hard workers. And so when you come here, you can't be sitting around being lazy bums. You need to, mm. you need to pull your weight. And so, we said, okay, we're up for the task. Hmm. So
0: That's awesome.
1: We were just trying to really honor the culture we were in.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Well, um, let me uh, say this. So, Sam and his friends um, came to Mongolia to teach English at school number 23 during the summer of 2015, right? Yeah. And then I was part of the team, and we teamed up together to... Help them learn English. It was. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. It really
1: was. It was. I've also spent a summer doing the same thing like in China and a few other places. Mm -hmm. But my favorite summer was in Mongolia.
0: Wow. Thank you. So we are better than China now.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) we we already knew that. they
0: are always. Fighting against China in yeah. every aspect of life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Funny, because it's true.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let me see here. Hmm. Well, um, what is the best advice you have ever received, Sam? I really wanted to ask this.
1: Mm, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I think for me, one of the best pieces of advice is one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given was, uh, was from my father
0: okay.
1: and it was at, at the time I was really dealing with some personal, some personal issues. I was in high school um, and I was just, I was really struggling um, with some personal sin that was just eating my lunch. Mm-hmm. And when I say eating my lunch, I mean, I just, I couldn't seem to, to get any relief. And I kept, and I, and so at one point I asked her dad, I said, dad, what would you do if you were me? And, uh, he said, you know, son, I could give you an answer, but I think in this case, that wouldn't be valuable. <laughs> let me, let me tell you this. He said, instead, I want to encourage you press into God and press into some time in the word and see what he says and see what he would have you do. And then come to me and talk to me about that. And I think at the time I was really upset with him because I thought, dad, you're just supposed to, you're my dad. You're just supposed to tell me, you're just supposed to tell me what I need to do. You're supposed to make it all better. And, and so I was, I left really angry and honestly, I didn't take his advice. Um, Mm. um, But as I, you know, as I went to college and as I started really having to grow up, right. I realized that his advice is vice the best possible advice because he's, he's basically telling me, you know, son, you, uh, in some ways between you and God, you got to figure out your own convictions and then you need to mm-hmm. come discuss them and get wisdom. Mm-hmm. But you need to figure out why you think, what you think, why you believe what you believe, um, mm-hmm. why you do what you do. And that, was really challenging for me at the time because I didn't want to think about why I did what I did or why I believed what I believed or, you know, or, or what was actually important to me. I didn't want to think about those things. And so when yeah. my father challenged me with that, um, yeah, it really stuck with me.
0: Hmm. Wow. It's not, um, I remember the word that don't give them the fish teach them how to fish yeah you know what i mean yeah so that's kind of the same thing as what you said mm-hmm. hmm, very interesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: and oh yeah i have the next question how do you define success it's i guess um, many people ask these questions and answers are always different so as a young man um a young American man and been to many different countries, Asian countries, experienced some life and culture there. Yeah. And um, also you've been through a cancer and then, so with all of that, how do you define success?
1: Yeah. Well, I think I define success a little opposite of the way many cultures do. I think mm-hmm. when it comes for men, most cultures, and I think especially American culture, define success by how much money you make. Um, uh, to to put it bluntly, how much sex you have, and mm-hmm. how much how much status you know, how much of a rep- reputation you have.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think for me, it's really tempting to think through personal success through that same framework, you know, well, how, how, how quote unquote, attractive is my wife? How, how does everybody think of me and know me? How, how much money do I make? You know? And I I think for me, I've had to start fighting against that. And I've had to realize that I think for me, what success is, is this. Um, Success is, Embracing the day um, in light of who God says I am and, and then living out of that. And when I say living out of that, what I mean is, you know, I can't control what people around me do. I can't control mm-hmm. what people around me say or think. Um, in fact, I can't control even uh, what, thing, what hardships will come. Um, maybe I can control things like how much money I make, but really at the end of the day, I think the only thing I can control is whether or not I act in accordance with what I believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so I think for me, success is day in, day out asking God for strength and then, and seeking to live in accordance with what I believe so that at the end of the day, I'm an honest human being who is really trying to love other people and isn't concerned about how much money I'm making or how other people think of me. Um, you know, there's an old proverb that says, uh, the fear of man brings a trap, but he who trusts in, in God will be exalted. And I, I think for mm-hmm. me, it's especially tempting to, to become um, afraid of what other people think of me and then mm-hmm. to let that paralyze me. And so, um, yeah, I've just been in the learning process of, of thinking through success, uh, as what I mentioned, you know, living in accordance with what I believe rather than living for what other people think or how other people perceive or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Hmm.
0: Well, yeah, I have to uh, think through that and actually set that in. <laughs> That was that was huge. Well, yeah, um we are almost at the end, Sam. Oh no. Uh, we've been talking almost like 50 minutes. I didn't <laughs> realize that. Oh my goodness. I've been just talking, bubbling over here and listening to your story and just going back time and thinking yeah. about all the fun we had in Mongolia. Or even in driving up to Iowa and all of that. <laughs> yeah. So what is the one question that you wish I should have asked you?
1: Oh, man, that is a good one. I think the, the one question I wish you would have asked is, uh, what song is currently stuck in your head?
0: Okay. Let me ask you that same. What song certainly stuck in your head
1: now oh that's a good question i would say (laughs) right now uh it's a combination of a few different things okay uh one of them is a queen song um and it's called uh somebody to love Hmm. it's just been it's been on my head and repeat the other is a really and that one's a fun song the other one's sort of a sad song and it's called if i'm being honest by a by, a, a small artist named has got a weird name. Zogi. His name is Tyson wow. Motzenbacher.
0: It sounds like Mongolian.
1: Yeah, it is like he he's he's just this just this little white Californian dude, but his name is Tyson Motzenbacher.
0: Wow, interesting. Where is he from? Do you know, like, originally?
1: I I have no idea. I know he's living in San Francisco. But uh, I have no idea what his background is.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Yeah, I know. It's a strange name. What about you, Zogi? Are there any songs stuck in your head?
0: Oh, I don't know. Well, all the uh, Baby Shark.
1: <laughs> baby Side Shark.
0: When you have a little one, um, my daughter is almost 20 months now oh wow um, she likes music um she likes singing she likes dancing i mean she can't say a word except mm-hmm. bye bye
1: oh.
0: and then yeah she's so cute she's like bye 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 she can't even say mom oh.
1: so um
0: she brings the remote to me and she's just like you know speaking in her own language telling me to turn on the tv And when i turns it on the first um the song i mean on youtube pops up is baby shark and oh, it's her no. favorite so i play that and she would be you know dancing oh. clapping her hands like um circling around uh just jumping around yeah and, yeah and then i i don't think i listened to like normal songs for a while <laughs> i mean normal adult pop uh, or whatever that song is but i've been listening to all these um kid songs and I, I've been learning a lot from those songs yeah. and um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, but I enjoy them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're so catchy.
0: Yeah, they are. And it helps me with my English too. Yeah. Yeah. They are so simple, but yet very useful. Oh yeah. And I dance with my daughter and I I love this time.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm it's it's a lot of fun especially right now she's at this age you know um even though she can talk she can feel things she can oh hear yeah things you know she's laughing giggling oh then another second she'll be like laughing you know i mean like crying so <laughs> it's all fun um i'm i, I love being mom yeah
1: <laughs> yeah That sounds like you're having a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. um, Yeah, you guys should visit us sometimes or we can visit you.
1: Either or, you know, hey, there's always – wherever I'm living, there's always space in our home to have you visit. Plus, I know Anna has always wanted to go to Seattle.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So – Exactly. You guys are welcome.
1: We should just do a flip-flop. One year, we come visit you. One year, you come visit us.
0: That would be awesome. That would be awesome. My son Curtis, would love to meet you he um He loves to have brothers around and talk about cool things. yeah, I know you get along so well with kids.
1: Oh yeah, oh talk yeah to
0: them and all of that.
1: Plus my oh, wife yeah. loves kids.
0: Well, this is probably the end of our talks, Sam. Oh. and um thank you so much, I mean, seriously, for um being my guest. Um, and just sharing about your life honestly mm-hmm. and openly. And I believe that through our talk, um, many young people in Mongolia would um, actually think about their life and just you know understand what life is like, and yeah. just give them some thought.
1: Of course. Thanks yeah. for having me on your show. I felt really honored.
0: You are very welcome. I mean <laughs> this is great. And yeah, um, I hope to see you again soon and I hope to talk to you again. Oh yeah. Maybe on the podcast again. I mean, Sam sings uh uh great songs and he plays guitar beautifully and thank you. I kinda miss that too, Sam.
1: Well, fortunately, I have a lot of opportunity to sing and play right now. So that's a blessing. Wow. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, Sam, love you so much. I love you too, my friend. I will, yeah, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Yes, ma'am. God bless you. Mm -hmm. God bless you too. Bye. Bye. Би өнөөдрийг ялцлагаас өдр бүрэе нэнийн хэрэгтэй гэдэг маш сайн сурч авлаа. Бүгдээрээ өдр бүрэе хайрлаж амьд цахай. Hello hello friends, welcome back. I'm here with my son Curtis. So, um Let's start our talk. Um, we have my Daughter Priscilla here too, so it's gonna be like a family talk. So Priscilla will be talking and Curtis will be talking. So please bear with us. So uh, managa we yagot yeah, a who uh, Curtis do yar sakchben ang kita minyo kung Priscilla sa jud managa. Priscilla na 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 ang giretak tiyom saar bitkoro korod la yarwa tanraman tiyot at lagch yes uh, so um, Curtis can you um, tell us about yourself please
2: Sure. I um, my name is Curtis my last name is Chugden I'm eight years old and I go to school at Scenic Hill Elementary Kent Washington and my birthday is on uh, April 4 and I was born on April 4 2011. Um, yeah. How about your family? I l- I live with my sister, my mom, and my dad. My dad is usually working. By the time, at the time.
0: And uh, do you have a Mongolian name?
2: I have my Mongolian name yeah. is Chingun. You can call me whatever you like. It's like
0: Curtis or Chingune, right? Mhm. Very nice. So, um, can you tell us about um? Yo What do you do every day? Like, what time you wake up? What do you do after that? And things like that, please.
2: I don't. I normally don't look at the time when I wake up because I'm too woozy. So I just just go to the bathroom. I brush my teeth. I get ready for school. Um, we go go out to the bus stop. We made uh, like a minute or two, and then I get on the bus. I go to school. After after school, um, I come home. You know, I relax a bit, play with my little sister. Hello, hello. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I play with toys. I watch some TV. I um, read, read some book, a book called Wonder.
0: Uh, so you are reading the Wonder book. Can you tell us about the book? Is is it amazing book?
2: It's a really good book. It's about, the, um, it's about multiple people talking. It's about this kid named August. There's um, a, um, like a fifteen-year-old named Via. Um, an August friend, uh, a summer. There's Jack and many others. So who is your favorite character? I think my favorite character would be August. Then the story is mainly about him.
0: Okay, tell us about Augie.
2: Augie is um, a kid who who needed surgery. He was born with a weird face. He he needed surgery for needed surgery for his weird face. Many surgeries about twenty four. That's a lot. Yes, his face is very. Uh, very weird he cannot he doesn't have molars so he can he only chews with his mouth with his front teeth. He also his eye his eyes are um there's a visible string like little um, you know holding his eyelids down like kind of it, one of his eyes is like not the same and not as the same as his other so it's like up or down yeah
0: so um what is about him in the story? like what does it except that he has you know weird face and then he has some problems? What else is he a very brave boy? is he smart you know
2: um sometimes he was brave, sometimes he cried, and sometimes he was sad mm-hmm. and but but it was um what is about him going to school? Which he's never been to. Oh. So, so he's, I right, think, if I'm right, he's in middle school or elementary.
0: I think, um, if I remember right, uh, he's in 10th, like fifth grade, grade, fifth grade, I think. Grade. Yeah, yeah. he didn't go to school in elementary school. So he was homeschooled by his mom. And then by the time he was like 10, 11, he went to yeah. the uh, middle school, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and what is um what is his favorite subject
2: his favorite subject subject um i was i don't science yeah his favorite subject was science and and actually i actually learned what your when the when you go to a classroom you, you know where your your teacher is like your real teacher not your music or library it's called The home room, which is neat. I never kno- noticed that before. Well,
0: thank you for sharing about your favorite book. Um, are you almost done with it? Halfway through? Where are you now?
2: I'm in the hundreds right now. So wow, like hundred like more two hundred uh, like ten or something two hundred something.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
2: Yes, I've read like two hundred, uh, like about like one two three four um four 217 books one time i read 274 pages in four days wow
0: my son reads so good i'm
2: in a white level which is a third grade level and i'm only in second grade so
0: you are in third grade reading level but you are actually in second grade which means you are above your Great level is that yes. correct
2: and we are working on a book my whole class we are in different stages though some some kids are on the four, fourth page some kids are done some kids are in cover some kids are undeferred. the third i'm on the third but i think i'm i'm on the fourth now which is i like, which is almost done It actually it takes a lot uh, a, lo- a lot a lot a lot of time to fin- make this book because it's like been a few weeks now. Very
0: good. So um, can you tell us about your best friend?
2: My best friend, I have multiple. The well, first one, my best best friend is Keon. I mean uh, Leo, never mind. Um, Leo is was my friend since I was a little baby. So we've been friends for a long time about like eight years now and um i have a friend named timothy i think i used to have a friend named amy she's older than me and but i don't think we've seen other in such a long time so yeah and i also made a new friend in my second grade level which is keon he is a friend we um that is most of the time play with yeah Yes, I have also have a friend named Avery. He is a kind me, um, kid. He he um, he's kind. He only argues about things that should be mean. Yeah, and yeah.
0: Okay. How about um, tell us about your uh, teacher? What is
2: my name? My teacher's name is Miss Olson. Um, and her, I think her one and her last name is Amber. Um, Amber Olson.
0: Her first name is Amber. Olson is her last name, the family name.
2: So, Miss Olson, she is a very nice teacher, and and um, it seems like that our class um, most of the time is good when she is around. When we have a guest teacher, it isn't so good. <laughs> yeah. I just get frustrated by that, like, why do we always have to be so bad with guest teachers but so good with our normal one? Like, what?
0: That's alright. Okay, so do you think you are a good brother?
2: Um, uh, Yes, I am.
0: How do you know that?
2: Because um, my little sister, she's been growing very nicely and happily. So what do you do
0: as a brother for her?
2: For her, I play with her, I play with her, I, um, play with her. I um, let me see, uh, I, you know, surprise her, make her laugh, and much more.
0: Are you gonna love her forever? I will. How much do you love her?
2: eternity <laughs> levels okay eternity infinity levels and
0: back and back and forth
2: I mean? uh, just it, if if there was a love meter and I, and it scale how much i love priscilla it, the love meter will break that's how much I, I love her.
0: so do you think you are a good son
2: i think i am yeah i actually made i'm very smart too that i've made it since I've made it into a smart class, I think in third grade I'll I'll get be there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. less people are there.
0: Manaho you a son and I awini under chatrte to this <laughs> аа хөөхтөдийн анги эмэгтэйчүүд аль гаргадаг. Тэгээд жил болгон Америк даяараа шалгалт авдаг юм билээ. Нэг удаа. Тэгээд тэринд сургуулиудын бүх хөөхтөд оролцдог. Тэгээд оролцсныхаа дараа өндөр ямар жил орж чадаагүй. Ingel hadn't uh, smart class ged, No ged, team, smart or meelde, mondag, tiged, aigoo, proud, aga, we are so proud of you, baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, Otta Horjohong Ingi Masoadi, which Chimo, Hobby, he son so now we are going to talk about something very simple okay because the people who are the audience who are listening to us uh, they don't speak very good English so I want to make sure they understand what we are talking about alright so um, what is your favorite
2: color Curtis my favorite color is green green black red blue sky blue and um yeah and violet purple like glowish purple
0: very nice how about
2: your favorite
0: food what is your favorite food
2: my favorite food well, i would say want french fries that are from mcdonald's they're very yummy
0: uh mcdonald's and sherson oh my gosh how about uh, mongolian food what's your favorite mongolian food
2: I go for husher mm-hmm. husha, and well, all the one, all the ones that my mom makes, which is butzuk and embuts, mm-hmm.
0: Butzuk, buts, and husher, right? Mm-hmm. Very nice, baby. Do you know any Mongolian word? Can you tell us? Can you count in Mongolian?
2: I can count to five. Okay. Um, Tao. Very good
0: how about you
2: say, uh, what does seno mean? Seno means hello. Baita. Baita means bye. bye. Baila. Baila. Um. Thank you, yeah. It's thank you. Very
0: good. And what is your hobby, Curtis? What do you like to do when you have a free time?
2: When I have free time, I would like to play, um, watch, or, or, or maybe read.
0: What is your most
2: favorite book? My most favorite book are Wimpy Kid Diary or Wonder.
0: So, if you give um, advice to your friends in Mongolia who are same age as you, what would you tell them to be a good kid?
2: Um, to listen to their mom, almost, um, always, and have fun. Have fun. If you have a sister, make sure you take care of her of it her. Very good. Or brother, do it the same with, If you have a sister. If you have a pet, you must do the same
0: as a, if it were a human And um, let's see one more question. I had one more question, but I forgot what it was. Oh yeah, what's the things that you don't like to do?
2: Things I don't like to do is wake up early. Mm-hmm. One, f- yeah, because it gets me very tired and a qu- little stressed. But I have to d- deal with it, and I do it that nearly every day.
0: So you have to go to school, right? Yes. <laughs> what time do you usually go to bed? Do you know?
2: Um, about round eight o'clock. Okay, and then what would you tell to
0: all the other parents to be a good parents to their kids?
2: Um, is to give them once they grow older, give them a um a um a longer time to stay awake. So when they grow like, if you like right around when they're seven or eight, give them like an eight o'clock to go to bed. And then when they grow older, nine or ten. We are going to uh, finish our talk here,
0: we talked quite a long time, but if our our audience wants to hear more from you Curtis, can I invite you back so we can
2: talk more? I gladly do, I gladly will.
0: Is there anything you want to wish for our, our audience, you want to say something? Um,
2: have a have a good day today and... Have a good day. Okay. Great. Thank you. За,
0: ингээд Curtis bit хоёрын Um а ярилцлого маань энэ түрүүд өндөрлөж байна. Тэгээд хүмүүс маань нэг удаан бас ярилцахыг хүссэнгөө, бас подкаст хэтрхийн удаан болгахыг хүссэнгөө зүгээр яг энгийн جاشون خوش داشته ایم خیلی میاد تخت هنرمانچه سعیش لختش میکنم. اومدن اومدن پادکست دوت مان اومدن پادکست مان از خارج سیم ندش من از سعیم دید خیلی سعیش از چی مان خود داشن اول لخت کوچیت خودش کارش هدش بیه. خود اورجارت زدات. تیکید اینجیم بهتره یه لخت دوت ولی من با لغوی چی ماده خودتیم. اینجیم نیه باز اونجین سعیم قطعیشند تام but see, i sure you man in podcast ladies' group, did comment to get was so A show, I like the head head You want to say bye bye, Curtis? Bye bye. Bye. Priscilla, you want to say bye bye? Bye bye. Okay guys, see you next time. Bye-bye.